Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 222. That's all twos. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zanitsky. Hello, sir. Hey, I've got two thumbs. You do. Either um, a viewer are and you, a listener. Uh, you're actually correct. This, this one this for one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One for one. Oh, yeah. we're, it, uh, we're, we're recording on a weird day. so We are. It's a Friday evening, and it's about 10 degrees warmer than it was supposed to have gotten today. So we're That's right a, back to the... Jana's in her workout yeah. attire. Yeah, I would highly suggest the video version yeah. of the podcast. Uh, get I'm us some extra clicks. This week. So, anyway. (laughs) Heading on to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this customized website, you will find two open-ended levels of support that you, the content consumer, can funnel to us, the content producer. You'll also get some neato swag like the uh, Carbitrage podcast or podcast coveted koozie, a shirt if you would like it at the higher level, and possibly some future crap in the the future. But either way, you get added to the Discord, which is pretty hopping and mint patreon.com forward slash carbitrage yeah there there are several cat photos that are incoming Ooh, enticing i do like that but it's hard you will only you will only be able to see it if you're a patron that's that's correct or or just a good friend that just like browbeats me until i inevitably let you in uh next up beer what uh, what have you get? Um, I am drinking. Which of the pilsners did I select? I'm making you check first because I know toe. I have the same one. I got the steel toe. Steel pilsner. toe pilsner. It's <laughs> actually a really good pilsner. I love steel toe. They used to be next to my house, and now they're not. They had a beer called Provider, correct? Uh yes. I think a, fr- Size a family seven member. Provider. Oh yeah. Because yeah, they're yeah. all boot names. I see. It's all uh, boot related. I think that was an IP gay because I don't like it, and everyone else in my family did. I'm. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Well, <laughs> be that as it may, we've established that we are here. Jana, hello. Hello. It has I'm been back. at least a partial minute since we've last seen you, so welcome. Yeah, I'm allergic to the heat, so I can't really be out in this too much. Oh, she I literally gets out like, in heat rashes. Well, and yeah, but stuff, it's, yeah. it's a billion degrees in your here, so. Yeah, that's yeah, why she's in her workout um, attire. I'm, okay. I'm wearing a crop top by um, definition only. Um, it, there's no, that's and, a glorified and, bra. Patagonia mm. shorts. So. Because outdoorsy. Yeah. I saw a lot of Patagonia on the mountain. Would you feel cooler if I told you I was a fan? Of Patagonia? Just in general. Okay. I'm not really a fan of anything. I lied. Not a fan. Oh, you're Anyway, like, you're like, that voice like... you just heard was Mike Gatch of Mike Gatch <laughs> Photography. What a perfect segue. The man that is not a fan of anything. He is another one of the uh, local, well, actually, not always local. In fact, not seldom really. local. I, I take that back. Hey, I've been here a lot. <clears throat> you okay. have. But he is a car photographer, local. intermittently local, sort of nomadic. You might want to turn down his mic a little bit. I'm just watching. It's, al- it's already down quite a bit, but I will, I will work on it. You'll, okay. you'll, you'll get it where it needs to you be. You project so well. Yes, yeah. you do. I'll work so on anyway, it. Carry on. You'll, you'll no, get I'm it. tweaking he's, the microphone. He's intermittently local. Yeah. He is. So you're actually based out of Indiana, correct? Uh, as, as much as I deign to admit such things, yes, that is where home is. Big oh. old air quotes on that one. I was trying to trick you into saying Pawnee. that you were from he's Indiana. Part so. that, he's part of that area of Pawnee that Comes with many caveats. I mean, he's part of that area caveats. of uh, Pawnee that's like completely overrun with raccoons that they can't go into. Oh, right. Like 30 minutes from Gary. E- East yes. Pawnee. Yeah. That's just a meaningless name for me. Oh. I've been oh, so to yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, but Gary is pretty much Chicago. Yeah. Oh, it, okay. There's People like, from my little pretentious oh. town like to say, I'm from Chicago, when they're not. That's, but, uh, I mean, it helps people like far away understand where you're from, but like when you're still in Indiana and telling people you're from Chicago. Do you have a Jewel Osco there? Yes, probably close. Probably we do. have all the major shopping. Yeah, but so that's very much in Illinois. Yeah. So Yeah, that's true. Where he's from is like Apple Valley to Minneapolis. 
That's um, the it's like a fourth ring quasi suburb. Yeah, it's like a commuter yeah. town where yeah. you're like too far to reasonably commute, but you do anyways because there's no real opportunities. There's no Essen anyway. Yeah, yeah. See, just just like <laughs> Apple Valley, nothing actually exists in Apple Valley other than chains. Yeah, it's just yeah. a suburb of Buffalo, Minneapolis. Well, we yeah. got an ice skating rink now in the winter, which wow, Did they didn't we? like me taking photos. You guys there. are st- <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I got I got like chased out by the skate guards they're like lifeguards but for an ice skating rink actually it was... it's more of like a rose mount yeah it was it. yeah didn't a you get guard. stuck at a uh, a volkswagen shop that somebody got murdered at in gary indiana no that's south chicago okay and they weren't mur- murdered when <laughs> it's right up your alley um but their the bench did have blood stains on it and there's several holes in the wall that's behind a feature me. it's a feature mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's just you see your volkswagen repair bill and you get angry and However, you're carrying yeah to be entirely fair, seventy-five bucks for a full welded straight pipe exhaust on a Honda is not. Yeah, I remember yeah. when you got that exhaust, yeah, and then he great. came back up. I'm just like, that's pretty good. Yeah, seventy-five bucks. It sounded great. Seventy-five bucks. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, even that by was really loud. even by those standards, um, like it, high school standards, seventy-five yeah. bucks was very cheap because at that point in time, a full welded, that was affordable. A full welded exhaust, I think it was like 160 bucks like I, back then. More than that, I think. I, I, was, I was going to Tim's, obviously, at the but time, I mean, which was like, like a the cheap Cadillac. One. Yeah, right. for, like, for like a, a cheap one is like 160 bucks. Mm-hmm. But like for 75 for like, it was TIG welded, and it used stainless steel, not mild. Like, it was a very Ooh. nice exhaust. It was, yeah, they did a good job. I and, just remember the twin loop muffler. Thanks, yes. Nikki. <laughs> and then the, no, I had that added on after that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really loud. Oh, it was literally straight piped. It was much louder. You drove it from that Chicago muffler. to the Twin Cities with the Actually, muffler? Actually, it wasn't that loud in the car, but it was outside the car. It was very loud. Okay. In the car, it was surprisingly quiet because all the sound was behind me. It was something you inflicted on everyone in the area, not so yeah. much yourself. Yeah, but, but screw those people. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Wisconsin. Doesn't, it doesn't it's matter. Not, it's not my problem. It's They're Wisconsin. Not. <laughs> and at that point in time, I couldn't drink. So it, even I didn't care if I was upsetting the new Galaris cows. That's fair. I think they're south of the highway anyway. You're yeah, probably okay. I would have felt bad now because I like New Well, yeah, because cows, as you've told, well, that, that too, but you also like cows. I love cows. Cows are one Sorry, of my... Sorry, I love cows. They are my fourth favorite animal. It is raccoons and then possums, capybaras, and then cows. That is a okay, very peculiar list. Very, very domestic except for the capybara. I, I, I know what I like. <laughs> I know what I like. My favorite animals are cat... <laughs> And then there we go. Cat's up there. Anyway, Mike, so we, we briefly kind of let in. So you are Mike. Your name is Mike. You do the photographies. These are all true, yes. Part of the standard guest topic questions that I'm going to ask you, there's also a, a who are you? And I'm not asking for your name, nor what you necessarily do. But, like, you showed up in a Mark IV yeah. with a vape. Yeah. So let's start there. Okay. Well, his, wow. his hat I should feel attacked. I put you on the spot. You I have don't. to deal with it now. Yeah, well, un- I am an unfortunate purveyor weird. of Mark IV Volkswagens for reasons uh, quite opposite uh, most of the group. Uh, I have a, a TDI for fuel economy. It is not slammed or modified in any way other than the Subaru wheels that my friend Hole saw the centers out of to put on there to nice. give me a free set of Blizzak WS80s. That so, you're driving in summer. Yes. Oh, it's it's been two years now I've driven them through the summer, and uh, they're still pretty... WS80 is known for being a pretty soft winter tire as well. It was really nice when I went down to the Tail of the Dragon this year to shoot uh, Wookiees in the Woods. 
uh, I was I was asked what the hell was wrong with me after uh, I did a run with someone following me in a uh, Mark IV R32. <laughs> was that because of the, the rate at which you took the Tale of the Dragon, or was it the fact that you were on WS80s? The, the speed and everything along with that, apparently. Ah. It didn't so much have body rolls once I just kind of like lifted up on you. Oh, to okay. be fair, actually, old street racing trick was... In the, if you couldn't afford yeah, street times. radios, uh, cheater slicks, yeah, yeah, you could, you know, they or, held very well on the on the yeah. on the dragon and uh, hellbender, which is actually I prefer over no, the, makes the sense. tail. They're I don't just, know if you've been out there. I have not. Well, I've driven through it That's many times, Georgia, right? but it's been in the uh, middle of the night. Tennessee and North Carolina. Mm, 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 not been there. Okay, it's a good time though. But when I, I go North for Wookiees. The, the the Tennessee border of North Carolina. Yeah, it's like right on the border. So and when then, you when you go down the tail, like right as you're coming off of it, basically, you cross into the border for North Carolina. And I think Fontana Village, where I stay every year, is technically in North Carolina. It's hard to keep track of. You're just kind of like flying around all those roads. And yeah, there's a green sign that has a word on it, and then I need to stay there. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So Tale of the Dragon. That's actually I'm, I've been a friend of mine down in Texas who I met up at Pikes Peak is trying to get me to go to a I think it's a dust ball sub rally. That does the tail and then like a 1,250-mile loop. Oh, that'd be cool. It yeah. would be, but it's also a 1,000-plus-mile drive there and back when you're done. And I just got done with driving no. the other wrong way in the country, which kind of left a sour taste. I feel that. Miles. I'm about to drive 1,600 miles in a vehicle that hasn't gone anywhere since the 90s. So. Oh, the Get band. that old Catholic sign of the cross. You know? that, you're talking about your van again, mm. correct? Okay, well, tell me about that. Well, before we do that, I like that you own your TDI for the same reason I owned my CRX, because you wanted the most fun way to have 40 miles per gallon. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was able to get to it's Seattle for under $200 from Indiana, Perfect, yeah. where I can actually make money, because there's a market for my skills. Until I needed to be in the cities yeah. regularly, I loved having a CRX. And then it was a liability, because you yeah, never knew when it was going to not be there. I didn't know if I was going to be walking home. <laughs> yeah. yes. I you know could how not... many times I had to carry that engine computer in my purse? Uh-huh. The engine computer was never, like, <laughs> fastened. It was part always... of the... If you didn't bring your own ECU, you ain't leaving with this. <laughs> Seriously. The detachable yeah. Alpine faceplate? No, 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 no. no. no you no, got no. nothing on a Honda we, ECU. We bring Honda the people, No, well, that's why Honda people always have, like, a deep corn, like, nardy steering wheel. Mm -hmm. So they can throw their ECU into their steering wheel, and the steering wheel turns into a basket. Well, that's oh, kind of nice. Yeah, it's really convenient. You just need yeah. a bag yeah. big enough for both. My, my a backpack. whole culture of fear. Yeah, my backpack, it, it, it's a nice Puma backpack. I appreciate that. And it, that. like, buttons, like, the two handles on the top. So mm -hmm. I would put the steering wheel there, and then in the laptop pocket, I would put the ECU. Okay. So you've I'm reminded the car's me? gone now, because otherwise they would be, you'd be giving away your secrets. No, yeah. The car's gone now. That's why I'm telling <laughs> you. This is no longer the procedure. <laughs> so you reminded me, actually, of a shoot that I wanted to do, like, years back and completely forgot about. Like, every city has that same, like, fear as, a, like, a classic Honda owner. You, you feel like it, it's just not going to be there when you get back out. And I wanted to take and do, like, mini sandbags around a sunroof on an old Honda. Yeah. And then, like, like a 50 cal reproduction on it. <laughs> and I, I want that shot. Because that's what it feels like to that's be a very classic accurate. Honda owner. It is pure fear. I remember <laughs> distinctly going to Foss 79, which is on Eat Street in Minneapolis, a relatively nice neighborhood. And still, I, we wouldn't go there if I... There's two parking spots I could put the car in where there was a window that I could see from. Mm -hmm. And once, while we were eating there, there was somebody messing with my car. I just, I, and that wasn't like a nice part of town. You can always tell the uh, the 90s Honda owner at a party because they're not having a good time. Because no. they're thinking about their car. Ha no, it's the most stressful car ownership. Mm -hmm. It is more... It is, it's more stressful than taking the Mercy to a restaurant. No, it, it, honestly, <laughs> I would... 
I feel more comfortable driving <laughs> Jana's Buick cross country than I do driving the CRX anywhere. So with, I'm about to have a similar stolen. experience oh. with Vanagon. Yeah, so yes, yeah, I'm going out to the Pacific Northwest in one of the most stolen vehicles out there. Did you want? There's an app for that apparently. Oh. Find my van. Also, oh. if you need, I actually a, have a route um, for Vanagon, something like no, that. No, I, I actually have a route that I made when I worked at Good Karma for people that were always taking their Vanagons like on road trips. Yeah. Uh, there's a route through South Dakota and Montana that you can take, so you're no further than 500 miles away from a shop that will work on a Vanagon. Nice. Well, I don't so have any I'm, money, so that's irrelevant. Okay. So uh, I, I have to make new friends when I break down. What I was going to say, what I do, what I would do is I'd have my customers uh, when they were adamant about going out of town, and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable. I'd actually schedule appointments for them ahead of time check, check at these shops. Those. You can cancel them if you need, but you're going to need them. Yeah, I'm like, cancel them, but I would recommend at least going for an inspection every like 500 miles, I have and like it's worth the hundred dollars to do that so because like much I. To do on that. I had a person that actually made that road trip, and they made it through most of their stops, but when they stopped in Cote d'Alore, Idaho... Um, Coraline. Yeah. They, uh, they actually had an issue, and their wheel bearing uh, had, like, the grease had come out of it. <laughs> they just left. Like, yeah, you just know what? left. I'm out of here. Like, the, well, the, the, like, the seal on the yeah. back end of it uh, had come loose somehow. Ah. Vanagon stuff, weird dumb Vanagon Ger- stuff. German magic. Yeah, German magic, and yeah, they they were they would not have made it to Seattle without that wheel bearing, that wheel bearing locking up if they had not gotten that repacked. So it actually worked out. Like I actually and didn't somebody, Helen just take a similar route? Yeah, Helen took her dad's uh, Eurovan, but like luckily you can do it with Bosch shops. Is if you go to a Bosch shop, like you can just like call up any Bosch service center and they'll work on them. Yeah. So and he yeah. ended up calling a few times, being like, "Do we <laughs> know somebody <laughs> there?" They only, had, they only had two issues. Yeah. Like, yeah, they she only had, had two issues driving her, her, halfway across the country. Well, so her, yeah, yeah. her dad, uh, good. her dad put like thirty thousand dollars into this van immediately before the road trip, and they still had two issues. So that's yeah, you know, Eurovan. So I, I started my career uh, driving in a '73 Volkswagen Beetle that I just kind of hopped in and drove across better. the country all the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't really work, but it's so simple. It's air cool. I I lost two cylinders coming back from Effingham, Illinois, and just kept driving on two cylinders and made it home. That yeah, must not have been fast. I couldn't pass like 18-wheelers. It wasn't a thing. And my the, girlfriend at the time, we had a talk about how we were not to pass 18-wheelers. She would do that anyways. Uh, so, you um, just said anyways, too, so that's not good. I would <laughs> yeah. say that the Vanagon's not like that. Because the Vanagon is similarly reliable, but much more temperamental about what it requires to run. Oh, yeah. I'm routinely yeah. shocked when I see those things on interstates. I'm like, no, you should it's just a turn, rolling guard turn around. I'm getting a CB, and that's going to be my call sign as I'm driving down the road, apologizing Roll. to everyone profusely. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. I'm sorry it has 48 horsepower. I need decals on my window that say, please, thank you, and I'm sorry. Like, this please let me over. Goes. Your, thank your you so CB much. handle's going to be sorry, 48 horsepower. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite That's memories was hearing Volkswagen bus driving on the bridge. Type two. <laughs> yeah, type two that was driving over the bridge on the Mississippi on my way to um, Maple Grove to map. And I just, I had my windows down because I was in the Accord and I heard, just heard, and I was like laughing so hard because the engine was working its hardest and it, the sound just was bouncing off the bridge. gear going like, 80, oh no, going yeah. uphill 80 and a type two, which is like terrifying. Yeah. It, it was the most beautiful sound. I was crying laughing. I made <laughs> just, eye contact. Just a clatter of. 
Well, and it, I was in. It, no, it, it's, it's in it my sounds 80... like a. It sounds like a 356 at Le Mans. Yeah. Like, and I was in my <laughs> 80s Accord, you know, struggling similarly. Little did you know it's a four cam. Just, yeah, I know. <laughs> I laughed and I just waved at the owner because I'm like, I, I understand I the struggle. Yeah. I, I have to warm up to get into third gear. Yeah. I'm going to be pinned doing 30, 35 upgrades. That's that's going to be my You're life. You're planning ahead. So, what, yeah. what engine's in this Vanagon? 1.6 all naturally aspirated. Diesel. Oh, that's actually, they'll probably do better than the air-cooled Vanagon oh, engine Oh, well, would. you know what? No, because Reliability-wise. No, it's got, it's got 76 or whatever horsepower, but it's got way more torque than the factory one had, and torque Perhaps. is your issue. I've, I've heard that the one six is considerably more miserable. I've driven, I've driven both at speed. And the, no, the, the, the one six is much more miserable at all times, except maintaining speed on the highway. Um... Because a air cooled uh, flat four does not do it. The two the two O flat four just can't. But the one six, like oh, I forgot they did a water boxer. Yeah, no, they did a two O non water boxer. Oh, yeah. that's what the they water boxer with. was later. It oh, started eighty three. Oh my god, yeah, eighty three eighty two was air cooled, and so the eighty three eighty two air cooled uh, cannot do seventy five comfortably, but the uh, diesel. Can do about seventy to about seventy three comfortably. Not so. the eighty two. I have a four speed transmission, and it will not go over sixty miles an hour from what I've seen. Uh, I don't recall. I, so I have done one I'm, I'm, big trip in this van when I was like, I believe I did the math, and I was seven at the time. It was probably down on power, to be honest. The diesel over, might need a serious tune up. It's yeah. a, I, I, it I've might, been through it. it. I've timed it. it. I've checked compression. My compression is spot on, exactly what it should be. Um, I went through like three different injection pumps on this van that I could not get to run right. And then finally, the last time I was in Washington, a buddy of mine who just basically works on Vanigans and that's all he does up there, uh, the van guy, he had me over a couple times and I got to thinking about it and I've got a, a Mark IV R32 and I really was planning to put the money into that and then take it down to Wookiees this year. And I got to thinking like, I'm constantly on the move traveling going to different stuff i rely on friends to stay places for longer periods of time i have a couple bigger markets that i'm in minneapolis and seattle are my two big ones that i go to so i have places to stay in both mm -hmm. of these cities so i can stay here and operate and like go to car meets and, and kind of like do my thing mm -hmm. whereas i don't have that in other cities and there's other cities i'd like to check out the van gives me an opportunity to travel and have a home base wherever I go, and I can stay comfortably for longer periods of time. I mean, I'm not above sleeping in my car. I do that a lot. Right, but people <laughs> are going to notice a van again. So it yeah. might give you opportunities to make those new friends, too. Exactly. So it's a talking point, and it's, it's something that I can do more comfortably, if not more stressed out because of the whole theft thing. That's going to be... Well, if you're in it... Yeah, I'm going to be in it most it's of the It's not time. like a towing thing. People can't steal your vehicle when you're in it. <laughs> I would also... You could... <laughs> With just how Vanagons are, it's much easier to make it, like, theft-proof. Yeah. You can um, put so shut-offs theft, theft in places. What I would... I don't know if they have the idle speed motor... Or the idle, idle speed computer under the hood. Or under the cover. Um, on Vanagon, on the, on the diesels. Yeah. But on the gas ones, they actually have an idle... A, well, Is that a the little green box? It's a separate computer. I, ha I have one in my van. Yeah, there's it's no like computer in the one. 1.6. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, on my van... Or, in like, in my van i just have one as a paperweight mm -hmm. um but what'll happen is it's a computer is effectively a fancy capacitor mm -hmm. and it when they're unplugged or partially unplugged so you can literally just take the computer and kink it over if it's partially unplugged the engine will run for about five minutes 
And then it'll gradually lose power. And then it'll start backfiring and then stop in an intersection. Perfect. Plenty and of time to call it in and retrieve it. Right. Also, yep. yeah, if you're like, yeah, my van's That's got to be on gassers, though. Yeah. Because that sounds it, that like a Motronic 1.0 thing. It is actually a Motronic 1.0 thing. You're right. Because it's in exactly. early E30s as well. Yeah. I hate those things. Yeah, so if you take that little computer and kink it over, yeah, it, it will stop it from running. It the benefit it of the with... 1.6 is if I see them stealing it, I have lots of time to run and catch them. Yes, Even I'm after they've entered the roadway. Yes. Because it is correct. holy shit slow. Uh, we did that with the Accord. It's really impressive. I've taken it around the block a few times. I have yet to try to get it up to speed. Uh, my friend did a bunch of wheel stuff when I was out of town. The adapters got machined incorrectly, and the wheels got put on, and they were not flush on my drums. So the first like two or three drives that I took it on, shortly after that, my rear wheels were... That's just like most crossovers I see, because they've <laughs> slid into curbs at their all-seasons and bent their wheels. So, so I think I've got that drive. sorted now, and I just want to see what it will reach top speed-wise. He also put tires that were shorter than what I wanted to oh, put on Oh, no, it. you need tall. Yeah. You yeah. tall. you got to work that torque, baby. Another, it's going to be screaming Another thing that you need, um, I would try the Yokohama Supervan Y356. Well, it's too late. I'm broke. I already had to pay for the tires that are currently okay. on the wheels. Well, ah. They have to get me to Seattle, they're, and then I will deal with it. They're not the cheapest, but they're the best because yeah. they have a really strong sidewall because they're the smallest lower-graded tire you can get on the market in America. Hmm. And what you want is you actually want a smaller contact patch because it gives you less rolling resistance. Yeah. Well, it's with a them. pizza cutter going through yeah. the wind, too. It's a, well, I mean, it, like the, Compared it's to just that. a very small contact patch. It's got some fancy patch. JDM wheels on it now that yeah, are super you, light. You get the, you get the wow. really small contact patch, but you also have a hard sidewall, so when you go around a corner, it doesn't it feel doesn't. like it's going to tip over. Because yeah. that's well, a real Well, less thing. so. So, but anyway, we, talked kinda, to, we talked about say, that. So project cars. I, I think we know what our answer is here. But You, you better answer this correctly after talking question. about a Eurovan. We have or for you. Eurovan. A van again. I'm sorry. Uh, faux pop. Fast car. No, Art. no, you don't read it. We read it to you. You stand <laughs> down, don't put sir. It there. That's it's for, it's us. for I just, us. I'm proving that I know how to read, okay? I'm sorry. So, Great. let the record show Mike Gatch is literate. <laughs> I have to ask you would you rather. A fast car driven in a slowly manner or a slow vehicle driven in a very quickly manner? There's been one person that's answered this wrong. And we had to correct them. And there are wrong answers. Car car show. Yeah. You yeah. let him leave? Runs MNCNC. Ampersand <laughs> C. And C. Yes. Damn it, Daniel. No, no, no. 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 C and a- C. Ampersand. Oh, you, C. you did do that. You did do that. Balto yeah. answered this correctly. Mm. Yeah. Because Balto knows. Well, yeah, What's the correct car answer? Slow car fast, yeah. exactly. Okay, good. That's good. the correct answer. I'm actually enjoying this TDI in horrible limp mode because I have to plan. It's like playing chess on the road now. You won't accelerate. I, I have like maybe a third of pedal travel that does. It's not a TDI anymore. Anything. It's just a DI. Basically. Yeah. So, um, what ended up getting you into cars? Because automotive photography is kind of a weird little niche to get it into. It definitely is. So, I started with Urbex. I used to recreationally trespass. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've been under your city uh, okay, yeah. pretty extensively. St. Paul, I've, I've been in the sewers and the utility tunnels, all that stuff. I've that makes sense caves. now because a lot of my old street racing friends used to go out uh, urban exploring. Yep, and yeah. I know them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's where these two worlds crossed for me. And I started getting more into cars. Like I, My first car was a 73 Beetle. Yeah. I learned to tinker on that. So obviously like I'm into the mechanical end of things. And like I, I, I can basically fix anything at this point. I, I can take a Beetle apart down to the last nut and bolt put it back together well no there's problem. 13 of them so that's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well you know you gotta start small 13 13 <laughs> bolts man and then you work your way up to modern audis yeah now now i got a gulf r32 mark 4 uh, that's a fun one about that. It, well 
fun when it works. R thirty two Mark IV, fun when it works. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Well, at it's least been it's one of the most reliable though. vehicles I've owned, honestly. So far, yeah. just you wait. It's it's yeah. over it's over two hundred thousand miles. I it needs say some this help. in the most endearing way possible. So you, but poor poor's should not own any VR six Mark IV. It's fine. No, no it's, it's good. VR6 I've taken good care of it. There's no VR six that it should be owned by anybody that's poor. I'm pretty sure I could not afford to properly own an R32 Mark no. IV. I, That's why mine's not on the road right now, but I'm waiting. You know what's my favorite part is my buddy buys a different Mark IV junk piece of crap car like every week, and he'll Snapchat shit in my shop because he stores cars in my shop when I'm not in Indiana. Sure. And then he'll have a friend be like, oh, it's such a shame that that R32's sitting there. It's just so sad. You know, you should be driven. It's like, motherfucker, how do you think I feel? I own the motherfucker. How about you go put chain yeah. guides in it for me? Exactly. Oh, you got some parts you want to donate? You feel so goddamn bad about it? Like, I'm the one that's sitting here. It's Listen to that basically in my living flow. room. So, this is the way I, I describe smart, or I describe VR6s to people that don't quite know them. I know three people that successfully have owned one. One of them is a plastic surgeon. The other one owns a very successful guitar shop. And the third one owns a steering wheel company. Ah. They all make seven figures. Yep. And they live uh, upper middle class lives. At seven we'll figures. say, yeah. They're with combined incomes. So I got a lot in common with so them. The R32 or the 2.8 will bring them down from upper class to upper middle. Yeah, it, yeah. it does bring you down. It, it is a lifestyle decision. So actually, speaking of VR6s, uh, kind of breaking down in a VR6 is what got me tighter into the car community Perfect. here. We're yeah, making uh, progress. So, so before I moved out to Seattle, because I did live there for two years... Um, I had a friend of a friend selling a GLI VR6 24 valve six speed Jetta. Okay. And very good, very expensive car. I, uh, I convinced a friend of mine to buy good this when car. It's new. Yeah. And <laughs> he gave me for free, uh, I think it was an 03 uh, VR6 GTI 12 valve. Good to 160,000 miles. That had they have expiration date. That had yeah. jump time. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, so, a 12 valve. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it had jump time. Yeah. Surprise. Wow. I fired it up, it drove it onto a trailer, well, took it home, and then I did a floor sweeper timing job on it. I had a couple other VR6 motors laying around with ti- like guides that were in good shape and decent chains okay. that had died earlier to, to other causes. So I slapped this cocksucker together, okay. and I drove a Mark III limited slip diff installed transmission to Kansas City in this car, then drove it back to Indiana, and it had a weird oil consumption. It would... Use a bunch of oil between like one fuel change, and then it would be okay. It wouldn't use any oil. Oil change, yeah. Huh. And and so I thought, well, this this is interesting. Um, kind of disconcerting, but fuck it, I'm gonna drive this thing to Seattle because it, it made uh, it to Kansas City. And was back. it an oil separator? So what happened is uh, I bad. had a valve guide turn one of my cylinders into an oil pump. Oh. Driving through Wisconsin, I got five hours into my oh. drive from Indiana, and huh. it started. Chonking real bad, cook, 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 cook. and I'm like, what? trying to hydrolock so damn yeah, bad. yeah. I really wanted to, mm. uh, and I look down and I don't see a check engine light, which immediately alarms me. So I go to shut it down and I look in my rearview mirror again to just kind of like get a bearing on my surroundings. I'm like, wow, it's, I don't see anything. It is so dark back there. And then oh. semi headlights bust through the cloud of smoke that's apparently billowing out the back of my car, no. and I jerk it off the road just in time to not get clobbered by him. And I'm like, oh. Well, that's not good. Like the Accord. <laughs> yep. I, every time I see a van again, I just assume that it's had significant rear-end collision damage. 
from holding up the show. So. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for that. Yeah. That's going to be uh, my constant fear that somebody well, that, on their that, phone that's just why they, um, plows into me. It'll happen. That's how they got the car through uh, NHTSA safety. Is it, it got like a one star on its front end collision. You're never going to have a front end. No, God, no. It got 100 All the front ends stars. Are perfect. It got 100 stars for the rear end collision. Yeah, there's so much back there to protect you. You got to go like seven <laughs> feet to get even get to the LP tank. Yeah. Like... <laughs> You got seven feet, and then you explode. Like, and then that maybe, sends, maybe. That will throw you away from the collision. I got rid of that cocksucker. That LP tank is gone. That thing weighs, like, a ton. Yeah. And it holds two and a half, three gallons. Of, what was the point of this? Uh, two and a half, three gallons of very sketchy holding LP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, with, and to the, power a refrigerator and a two-burner range. And the tank is very recent and is definitely certified within the last two decades. Yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's why nobody ever has them. Yeah. You're not supposed know. to fill them if there's no tag on them. I actually, uh, yeah, I guess. I wrote, mine was rusted the shit. fuck off. I, I wrote two campers this week, which like affected my mental health. I can imagine. Uh, actually, this, this, it, it this actually damn van again has came, deeply affected my mental health. Yeah, it came up on my Tuesday mental like <laughs> with my on my Tuesday therapy with my therapist. Like it, it literally came up. It was an actual thing. But um, each person I asked, I asked like, does this solve the LP tank? And they didn't answer me. And I said, before we have this go live, does this have an LP tank in it? And the reason is, I need to know for shipping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, if, you won't be able to if that, that LP tank's in there and Pressure it's full, vessel, yeah. yeah, like, then that will triple your shipping cost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, I need to know. And I, it's honestly, me, it, baby girl, it's a bonus. It's a bonus if it doesn't have it. Yep. Like, that's one of the, like, the factory installed parts that you are. You take it out and just fully encourage. All you need is one of those totally little, like, two, two pound tanks. You get an adapter even, and you run even, your range no, off. You of don't it. even do that because you just, uh, they have a connection for when you go to a campsite and they just throw it in there. Oh, that's nice. They have, like, shore gas? Yeah. They have shore gas, uh, gray, and potable water. Ugh. Didn't know They're that. They're really nice if they weren't as unreliable. Potable like, water. Potable. Potable. Potent potable. You said potent potable, potable, which is very potable. different. That's bomb. Before we move on to the next one. I saw a really nicely done van again, I'm sure owned by a seven-figure person, going up Pikes Peak when I was coming down that had apparently a PDK and a 2.0 common rail TDI in it. Very cool. I'm just like, huh. So that's why it wasn't (laughs) broken and was ascending. There's a guy in my neighborhood that has a Vanagon... Doka Synchro. Yes. Okay. Synchros are incredible. If you, That's pretty rare. I, I won't have you take the time to go on Branch Road, but those are like still for like 50 to 70 grand. If Stupid. I see Synchro anywhere in a Volkswagen ad and it's not rusted to shit, I assume it's worth big money. Yeah. There's it's one in Wisconsin going money. for 6K that the guy is just like, well, That's really cheap. Yeah, I, but like, I don't have Vanagon money, let no. alone Synchro money. It's impossible to find parts for it. Yeah. If it's broken, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah, you got to find car. another old used... No, I, you know what you found part. is you found a yeah. you found a parts van mm-hmm. for a running synchro. Yeah, you need a CNC mill and then a lot of knowledge. My buddy in Washington just picked up money. the synchro. Well, I mean, even the <laughs> rear axles are different. Oh, there's no shared parts. No, it's just like a, a type two. It's so er, type three. Type three. Sorry. Yeah, it's like a type three. There's no shared parts with anything. They're All right. awful. What's anyway. your favorite? I'm just I'm cutting this a little short because we're running out of time. But oh, yeah. what is your favorite Minnesota-based car event that's recurring? And yeah, I put you on the spot to deal with it. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's occurring. very few correct answers. I so. used to, so there's so many things because I've, I've been coming oh, here Mike, for a while. Oh, Mike, where did I see you last month? Oh, Think, yeah, no. things have come and gone, you know. No, right that now, was, that was a hint to the yeah, best where, where car Well, I was getting there. Cars and Craft is probably. Oh, oh, that's oh good. Answer. It's the only one 
that I will go out of my way to go. In fact, I'd like for my ass to already be on the road in that van again, but I decided I was going to stay through the weekend because it's to on go Saturday. I need to, to live vicariously through your photos because I will be up north tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do my best. Thank you. I trust you will. Normally, I enjoy them quite a lot. So. Well, I appreciate that. I just and try to capture the atmosphere. Th- I was going to say, your photo style is so different because you don't, I mean, you do take lovely pictures of cars and there are plenty of them. You take but a photo of the You event. take pictures of the event and the people yeah. and you capture the, like the ethos. And that is something I've not seen from any of the other heavy hitters we've had on the podcast before. So, I think it's a hard balance. And a lot of those guys are somehow more jaded than me. I'm jaded as fuck. But I think they've gotten to a point where if especially... Jaded is a line. <laughs> and you're not dipping, bro. You're just in it. And okay. it's fine. And you're once, you're, once you're in it, then you can appreciate... Just varying depths of the flow. We'll call it the Finer Things Club. Okay, okay. But no, having spent time out in Washington... I've seen a lot of stuff. Like, it's hard for me to get super excited about these smaller meets. But that's kind of what I prefer because you actually have real, like, interactions with people. Right. And you get to engage with, like, younger enthusiasts who are, like, just getting into it and kind of give them a little direction. Whereas... Well, like, you're forming relationships with people. Yeah. Uh, that's... I was talking to... Her, her name is Felicia. She goes... She's on Instagram as Audi Girl. But, like, this person, I just... like It's an Instagram personality. Until you meet them... And you actually talk, and, like, this person's been through all of the same things that we talk about, like, why the car community is the way it is, why you get so jaded at shows, and then what you should really be doing at car shows. And that was what it was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you captured just so uniquely. I mean, I've just not experienced anything like that. the way I – people get excited seeing their cars, but I think people get more excited, like, seeing themselves interacting with friends and, like, in a genuine moment. It keeps them coming back and actually looking at the photos, too. I don't – I don't like my style isn't about like stage like let's we're gonna go shoot X at X place yada yada yada. It's we don't want to. You're not gonna grab all the models and moment. Them, you're not gonna get all the models and put them right next to one. Random yeah, car. yeah, yeah. It's silly. Yeah. So, so it's, have it's you ever genuine moments? Is have what you ever like uh, read the Chronicles blog? Just got a genuine Stick, moment on my uh, iPhone. <laughs> mm. It's stickydojo.com. No. Uh, it's a hilarious I'm from Indiana it used to be his um, it used to be you his you can read oh my god we've established yeah. this but anyway um, it used know, to, it, it the guy uh, Joey Lee uh, he actually started it like before he got famous and it was his own personal blog based off of his username on like Honda tuning back or Honda tech back in the day uh, but he captures shows and he shoots for, he used to shoot for Super Street I don't know who he shoots right now oh he works for Weekfest now but okay. um he goes around the world doing this, and he shoots shows very similar to you. Okay. But he's got one of the largest private car blogs, like not run by, you know, not secretly run by CBS or something. Yeah, so that's it's not it's not like it's not like Speed Hunters, which is grassroots motorsports owned by Walmart. Yeah, I, or like or, or like or like, super, or like Speed Hunters, which is right. literally owned by EA. Yeah. Speed I Hunters shoot. was. It was actually designed as a way for them to make the speed, the Need for Speed games better. Well, that's interesting. I that, mean, that's it's clever. If you actually scroll all the way down huh. at the bottom uh, on Speed Hunters, if you actually yeah. scroll down, EA owns them. That's cool. And that's why if you actually look at, like, if you have played any, like, you can see when Speed Hunters started versus when it wasn't around. And the and quality of the games. The quality of the games. Like, you play Need for Speed, I think it's Most Wanted. No, it's not Most Wanted. It's... Pro Street, I think, is when they started it, and there was one right bo- right before it. I can't remember what that was, but yeah, it was Most Wanted. But Most Wanted and Pro Street, you can see the cutoff when they actually made Speed Hunters, and night and day difference in quality. Yeah, I've been wanting yeah. to do more like uh, blogging and kind of like co- coverage of events. Yeah, because I used to really like writing, 
but I don't do that that much anymore because I'm. Uh, by the time I've gotten all the photos edited and I just want to post them, and I, I just don't have the energy to sit there. And You're asleep. Recount my whole day, but there's but a, I also don't want to wait till the next day. We to got this like, dictation yeah, thing, man. Yeah. There's a couple other uh, car blogs that are like that. That are uh, the guys just they hate writing, and it's like DLHC Research. Um, that's a really good blog where the guy uh, I think his name is Ryan Durr, and he lives in Japan. And he drives around in a 72 Honda Life that he did Bosasoku style. Nice. And he goes, like, Bosasoku and drift events. Yeah. I, I, I try to go to everything, and I don't want to yeah. be limited. That's just, like, what he personally and, yeah. is into at the moment. In, but in as, what as, I do, his, as his tastes change, yeah. he goes to different things. Sure, sure. So, yeah. And yeah, I go in and check out different stuff, and I, I just don't want to be limited in, like, what my scope is and the kind of events that I can cover. And yeah. So, like, getting in with, like, a, a specific publication. That was me. I did that. They oh. want you to go and shoot specific things. And that's like, I think if you did a, if you did a blog yourself, um, and then like with the writing, like I'd say, so like, I, I would say really check out sticky Diljo. Like, okay. st- check out that. Yeah, give me like a link to that or something. Yeah, I'll send that to you on Facebook I real quick. I will not remember. But, um, if you look at that, like some of them, they'll do very minimal, but like even the ones that are like larger writings, like, like where like sticky Diljo is like a 3000 word dissertation in each one of his of his <laughs> articles. But he just... I, I've come across those. Yeah. I want to do more write-ups and stuff, so... Well, what he does is he just... He word pukes, and then he mm-hmm. throws it through Grammarly, and then calls it a day. There you go. And he doesn't care what it says. He's just recording his yeah. travels. Easy writing makes for difficult this is reading. how I recollect it. Enjoy. Well, he puts it all in, like, one big wall of text, so you can just scroll through it, and you don't have to get, like, you don't get, like, four photos, and then a wall of text, and then our four photos, and then, like, another thousand words. You just get 3,000 words that you scroll through, and then you get to the photos. Perfect. Photos. Yeah. It's, and it's really easy on a phone, because like, it's all in a gallery, so you just hit, the... you go like that as hard as you can, and then you get to the bottom, <laughs> and then you go well, There they are. The browsers are literally designed for this, yeah, because we don't have attention I feel like anymore. the way I shoot, though, I mean, I don't really need to say much, because I'm capturing, like, the... the, the sequence yeah. of events yeah, I see, and I unless think... you post it on facebook which is garbage and it just takes and gerbils damn images up what the hell is wrong with that i've had mine set to high cloud of high quality for the last 15 years and i uploaded 61 iphone photos I and got, it took I 24 got, hours i can't for it to post. i can't use facebook i also anymore. received each one of those individually on my feed <laughs> with the same text no, it's because people started to comment on them. Yeah, and I got the same text. So I used to be able to dump like so 600 photos onto my photography page oh my like God. after an event. Yeah. And then mm. like share it to all the pertinent groups and yada, yada, yada. And then people would tag all their friends. And that's how I got I a couldn't lot even of tag my peeps in your fucking Facebook shit. It's garbage now. Yeah, Every trash. update, it's worse. I would, I would just, get, setting just, on your get, post, but... just get WordPress and call I, it a day. I just do Flickr because I can post the full rest well, of I mean, those up. And... That, as, a, as a blog site, it's just yeah. really nice. And from, you can just like share from Flickr. It's, it's really easy to work with WordPress. I love them. That's what the Carbitrage blog was when I cared about writing. Before you wrote for a living. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's more like COVID. I just after post COVID and pre COVID, Ryan are two different people because I just don't want to write words. I just I try to avoid to. doing anything that yeah. sucks. Like I'm, I'm, I'm 34 That's years I old now. I am about that, and I don't want to. So everyone tells me, "Oh, you can make more money doing this. You can make more money doing that. Oh, you should be on this. You be like, shut, shut up, honey, honey, please, just shut up, okay." I have very little Shut responsibility mouth, in my life. Okay. I like to keep it that way. I make just enough money to pay my bills and do what I wanted. I'm not trying to get rich. I don't care. Well, it's I don't want to deal with people that suck, and I don't want to do things that suck. Yet you're here. 
You guys are borders. You're on a border <laughs> suck. Like suckle. I, it's like a that's suckle. Also why I accept. He, that's why he's here now. Yeah, and true. Not, not in like February. When it, yeah, it depends when you ask him. He's like, fuck no. Or versus like, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. we should move on to yep. the most important questions. The, the Mondial Challenge. I'll let Ryan set this up. So I the Mondial Challenge <laughs> uh, came about from our friend Aaron, who was out in California. And one day sent Eric pre even doing our podcast yep a it photo just barely of a ferrari mondial that had been used as a donor for a 308 where they show the engine and you get 308 with a blown engine it's cheaper to just buy a mondial and put the mondial engine into the 308 and now you have a car that's worth more money than both of them combined okay. um however this now makes an interesting quandary where you now are stuck with a ferrari mondial which made um, about 240 horsepower was manual only and had a transverse mid-engine V8. Mm-hmm. And what is your route to get that to be a functional vehicle again? Now, you can't do the stock engine because the stock engine is prohibitively expensive. Especially and, now, three years yeah, later. <laughs> especially now, three years later. It's even more prohibitively expensive. And you don't, you don't want to do LS, because LS swap will make it automatic, and that's going to totally ruin the whole car. We've had instances where it doesn't, but yes. Yes. But, so what I said... It has been done. What I said, 240 horsepower is a very attainable level. I said a rotary with an adapter plate, which is commercially available, mm-hmm. to fit an AE101 Toyota Corolla transmission. And that would be a street-ported rotary. Uh, I would do a either a 12A or 13B with a 12A intake with a Holly 650 CFM. We're not Holly because I don't know about carburetors and Holly suck. <laughs> I would say a, uh, I would say an Edelbrock, um, <laughs> I'd say an Edelbrock uh, 650 or 750 uh, CFM carb on that. I'd say a 650 now because that will give you a little bit better drivability. Yeah. The throttle aperture is probably a better fit for that engine. Um, one thing that Ryan forgot, you can't cut in a sheet metal. And my answer was a Toyota 3.3, so out of the Sienna, with the earlier 3-liter TRD supercharger, Solara transaxle, 400 wheel, no problem. Yep, and I, I chose mine because it would be a similar amount of power and a similar noise. And way more fun. And way more fun because it'd be kind of, it, it's also similarly reliable to have factory Ferrari. Whereas mine is boring. Yeah, but but reliable. I, I need all fast. my stuff to turnkey. Yeah. 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 Well, you know I'm dumb as hell, so I'm gonna say VR6 because it sounds exotic. And that, again, pretty close to the same yeah, power rating. That's just like a, a worse version of the Alpha or engine. Or a 3.6. So. That, that's fair. So you do a VR6 swap. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I want a VR6 swap. I'm not mad day. about it. Yeah, and no? it's actually it's got a cable linkage. It's got that weird cable. Three twos do and two eights. Yeah. Yeah. And three so six DIs don't. But I mean, yeah, but it, you have the weird cable linkage, and that actually makes it easier to swap because you don't have to deal with some weird, stupid transmission. That linkage. is a fair point. So that's a pretty good answer. They're, they're good motors for swaps. I mean, oh, they're they're good engines as long as you have maintained them. Yeah. and you never Which know none what you're of them. No, get. none of them have been. <laughs> no, so this you is do America. Know. Ain't no well, one you can also just say <laughs> what I would say is you just get one and you just plan to put ten thousand dollars worth of timing chain work into it. And yeah. I say ten thousand dollars because you have a shot to it. And then when something inevitably goes wrong, it's not it's your warranty. problem. Yep. It's not your problem. Yep. Yeah. Although Everything's my problem. Getting them to warranty <laughs> chain work in the body of a Mondial might be on the might, tricky might be side. A, yeah, that might be a challenge. Well, if you scream and shout loud enough at 5 o'clock when everybody's picking their cars That's why up, you get it in writing, too. Yep. Yeah, yep. If, if you're a problem for them, they will do it. <laughs> they'll make, you, they'll just, make you go away. just don't have it in me to be a problem for anyone. Yeah, so, Mike, totally our, our next and pretty much last question... 
This is probably not really up your alley because you drive everywhere, but the rest of the civilized world flies places for vacations. And especially now, this is more relevant than ever actually, before with rental car train, pricing. I would train places still because I actually, I, I think about going to the race of gentlemen. too slow, but yeah. Well, that's the thing is I can work from wherever I feel like. Yeah, well, so you I can, can just take the Amtrak. 1,500 to 3,000. So, so anyway, you are, yes. you're going somewhere for two weeks, rental car, especially Let's now. Let's say California. Out of the question. Yeah, California. You're going to Monterey the, Car for Week. For the sake of this. Rental car is going to cost you two grand for two oh, weeks. Man. What do you fly there? You buy on Craigslist. You drive home and you make money on. Oh, I get the I get a clapped out like Baja bug, and I'd rock that thing uh, on the most you know miserable road trip on the planet. You know what? I think you might be right Yikes. because you can no get... rust though. Yeah, no, and I've got can... all the parts back in Indiana. But there. no, the thing is, you can get a Baja in California for like half the price. Like. You can get like the shittiest Baja in Minnesota mm-hmm. and turn that into a fifteen thousand dollar car. Oh yeah. yeah, and like it only needs to work enough to get, to drive you to and from back to the fifties. So. Wasn't there a Grand Tour episode where Jeremy bought like a V eight Rover V eight swap Baja? Yeah, something he, like that. And, like even like the the actual platform is oh, there's yeah, nothing yeah. to it, but like there's nothing to it, no, so it yeah. doesn't break. Well, I yeah. had a, I had a Baja bug shortly uh, that I got from like a towing company that had been sitting there, and I, I think it paid like fifteen hundred for it. And the motor, it smoked like hell, and it had air shocks. And I, I took that to a friend's, uh, like, 4th of July party, and I cut, like, a horseshoe track through his woods. And I just took drunk people on rides in this thing, like, getting inches from trees, just hauling ass, because I could drive an air-cooled Beetle. I know I know the dimensions of that vehicle intimately. That was my first car. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to get into your intimacy with the Beetle, uh, but... <laughs> we don't need to. It's okay. fine. Um, that isn't our fifth question, just for the record. But, but I had so many parts, like... The first drive into the woods, the clutch literally exploded. So we pulled it out with a go-kart, and I dropped the motor into my friend's gravel driveway, drove home, got a clutch and pressure plate out of my stash, came back, put it in, lifted the motor back into the car, bolted it all back up, went back out into the woods, came back into the field, ball joint snapped. Boom, no problem. Went back, grabbed a trailing arm out of my parts stash, slapped There's it back in there. There's that to work on. This, this is entirely accurate. Sounds <laughs> like me with an A30, except for the engine thing. I mean, yeah. you're, not, you're not lifting an M20 back into a, into a car. So, um... We should actually revise our answers because when we last did this, there was a different world for different our market. choices, actually. Yeah. Well, rentals were cheaper and but, cars were different, too. Yeah, the cars were different. It's been a while since we've had a. It was since we, it's been over a year since we've had a guest in person. Yeah. So, Which, oops, but thank you for coming down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think for that three grand threshold. I remember my answer. Do you remember yours? Yeah, I think I said a Mercedes of that. Of that you said era. a W124. <laughs> yeah, 124. And I said uh, E46 330i. Which is not anywhere near. Not right f- now. Any, not nowhere. Oh, not, sorry. Not, uh, I like, could get an auto for that now, but yeah. I, don't, I have no interest <laughs> in that. So I'm going to revise my answer to a 328, which I can still get for that. I'm going to say, actually, based <laughs> off of my experience at Jana's car, um, a weirdo V8... Is that, train. A, hold on, is that is that a train? It's a train. It's a train. The chooch train. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Look at the train. <laughs> he's not tooting, but he's squeaking his wheels. You can hear the squeaks. He's going the wrong way for the doot doot. It's so fun. It's full of rocks. It's all full of rocks. Oh man, I'm sweating. It's literally all full of rocks. I know, I'm all sweaty. Oh, 
But anyway, yeah, that is very full of rocks. Um, I would say like a <laughs> weirdo American car. Okay. Um, just because of I know that in Minnesota, if it doesn't have rust on it, it'll just sell for more. That is true. So I'm really into early out. Early Malaise GM muscle cars are kind of cool because you could get a lot of cars that were effectively the real muscle cars, but a hell of a lot cheaper because they were like emissions restricted. Mm -hmm. So you're talking the pre-miniaturization. I'm saying like a 74 GTO. That's my favorite muscle car. Um, Where that was a miniaturized GTO, but it still had all the real GTO stuff. So it still had a posi in it, still had a functional like hood scoop. All that cool stuff. Um, but I'd say something along those lines. Uh, maybe like a Mopar would be kind of cool. Uh, but something American V8 uh, has been driven and has just been sitting out in the sun. And it looks like hell. Because that yeah. will exist if in California. If it's somebody's <laughs> daily driver, that's always a yeah, good sign. It'll be like somebody's like just like a daily driven like malaise like Le Mans. Oh, God. It's just like a weirdo American car that's like... A little off kilter. Oh, I've got a Tempest. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, but of that era, where yep. it's still a V8 rear-wheel drive, you know, Tempest, or like a Mercury Cougar instead of a Mustang, where like the Cougars yeah. were like Lexo barges, but they're really cool. But they weren't the Lincolns, so nobody knows about them. And well, it's like a Fairmont. Well, what used to be a Fairmont versus yeah, a now, Mustang. Now Fairmonts, now Fairmonts are, are worth a fortune. Now everybody knows what they are, but I feel like because that happened, that's actually what drew me to that was the Fairmont. Because Fairmont was a very cheap car for a long time, but it, because Fox body Mustangs are now like desired, now you had to go to the Fairmont to have your cheap eighth mile car, and like these would be also cheap eighth mile cars. Because what they did is just put muscle cars on a diet to try and get them through emissions because they don't want to spend any money. I just want a good car with air conditioning that gets good feel economy. It's fun to drive. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. So what would you do? Why'd you have to say the, air the E46 328? That's just uh, you do a three twenty eight. I'm just going a year prior because nobody thinks about a three twenty eight. Like that's, it's a really good car. That's very fair. That's I did fair. not. I totally didn't even think. Everyone's about searching three thirty i for their drift missile or their SCCA spec car. What? An Acura Vigor. I would not buy one of those. Five cylinder. Yeah. But you can't. They're totally just Honda reliable. That's and true. You can get them with a manual. That's true. And they are completely free in California and in Minnesota. They're also completely free, but slightly less so. So you probably free bigger is still gonna it's gonna catch it, somebody's attention. I, the fact that's rust free, I think, is gonna be your selling point, uh, because the rust freeness of it will probably add about a thousand dollars onto mm-hmm. the value. Oh, you, you certainly yeah. won't lose money. In fact, yep. you might even make your fuel budget back. Yeah. So there you go. So, so there, bigger is a pretty good answer. Yeah. So, all right, all let's right. move on. We only have one more. Should be very short. Yes. If you have a name for your 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 TDI, what is it? I just call it the Turtle Diesel. Turtle Diesel. The it Turtle is. Diesel. Yeah. You, you uh, don't name your cars. No. Okay. It's, it's I've yet to of, name uh, the Buick. More of a lady thing, I think. But I think no, so, I, I yeah. do it. Oh, okay. All my cars that, that, that have names that have been named by okay. ladies. I'm just saying that's my experience. I'm not saying that's universal. <laughs> that is Cosmo Medici, the Fiat, the Fiat, because it's the metallic uh, black. Okay. Well, and I needed to get. I needed. To, car name I needed to give it. Well, I named it after the founder of the Medici family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Accord. As that, I said, very pretentious. Yeah, Jam's old Accord is named Harvey Dent because it's a dent and it's two colors now. So I'm considering two calling the van Kevin Bacon because I flew a friend Ooh, in to do the welding and the side of the van is bacon now. It looks fucking horrible. So there you go. Kevin Bacon would be a great name. Kevin for Bacon's it. with what it's called now. The Cresta is named Sir David Attenborough. It was. It was. It almost got a stripper name since I got so much help on the project. I was thinking about calling it Charity. The Subaru's just, called Billy the Boobaroo. <laughs> Billy the Poobaroo. Boob. Boobaroo. Okay. Yep. All right. All of my cars have names. Uh, yeah. 
literally every single one of them. So I can I think keep it's going, but it take the whole night. Mr. Wags, I think that's it. So I got a question for you guys. Sure, right? fine. Yeah, so fine. So turn, turn the questions around. Let's, let's make a wager on how far I get in this van before it breaks down the first time. So here to Seattle? Yeah. What, what route are you taking? I'm just going to go down 90, basically. 94, 90 through North Dakota, Montana, Idaho. I bet you get to... Owatonna. Owatonna. I'm not giving you any credit. <laughs> I bet you get to Janesville because there's nothing there that will help you. That, that's a good... Yeah, if, if say, it's a, an island of suffering with no resources, that is where I will break down. That's just what's going to happen. <laughs> if, um, if you don't break down before Owatonna... Uh, that means it's probably going to make it pretty far, so I'll say Standing Rock. No, okay. no, he's going north. He's not going to hit Owatonna. He's oh, going northeast. No, or northwest 90 is yeah. south. To North Dakota? South Dakota. He said well, North I'm going to take 94 and then hop on to 90 when it goes. I think that's in Montana where oh, they okay. meet. Okay. So I'm, I'm doing the north route. That's the way I always go. It's the most direct. I was considering like maybe taking back roads, but then I realized so I'd be Albert inflicting that miserably slow van on everyone that had no way to get around it. So the highway just sticking to the right lane. But you'd be kind of like an Amish person. Yeah. Oh, put a put a triangle on the back just for giggles. I was ra- I was raised too Catholic. I can't. My Catholic guilt's gonna eat me alive this whole trip. I'm gonna feel so bad. That's for That's so you put a triangle on the back. <laughs> that yeah. absolves Then it's me? a then it's a yeah. giggle. Yeah, it's like a rosary that's constantly slipping. It, it, yeah, it's a constant rosary. Yeah. yeah. Just put a rosary around it if it makes you feel better too, and then it's fine. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Well, so <laughs> so it's, it's you up said, to you, you Ryan, if you wanna. Yeah, I said Janesville. Right. So, and then I said you're going to get to, like, about Standing Rock or, like, relative. Is it latitude? I'm taking what, uh, What's lo- longitude? Goes longitude and long is wide, latitude is verta. Lat- you're going to get to Standing Rock or the equivalent latitude, latitude okay. of Standing Rock, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whereas Owatonna is just like you haven't left. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be worried until I get in the mountains. I think that 1.6 nah. is going to be good until I meet hills. No. But the engine, I don't think, will be your downfall. No, this will be something catastrophic. It's a van again. You're going to have some sort of weird catastrophic failure. With your I remember my sales. aunt making my mother, myself, and my sister get out and walk beside that van in the mountains when we were kids. Because it was heavy. It was overheating. The coolant pipes had rusted through. Wow. That thing's got a storied oh, history. Oh, yeah. When was the last time the coolant pipes were replaced? Uh, they got replaced on that trip. Okay. So You're going to need new coolant pipes. No, they're good. No, you will. <laughs> anyway, what was it? We had another question we used to do. Did we? Yeah, let me like we go back to the because we have um, we still have a couple minutes here with them. Oh, we have standard. No, that's the same thing. No, why is this in here twice? Oh, oh my no, goodness. that's it. Okay. I think uh, we may right. have in the past, but I think we did get rid of some. Yeah, we, we did get rid of some because it well, just turned in, it, it turned into questions. twenty-one questions. It did, but I mean people. that's still interesting. Um, but I have a question for you, Ryan, yes. which is, we are fifty-four minutes into the episode. Shall we just? move the tier list with Mike into the next one. Yes, let's do it in the next one. Um, However, what we can do is, uh, let's get through some of this news here, because we haven't been around for a while. News. uh, That's fine, as long as I make note of what we're covering. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do the the top two stories that we have here. Fair enough. All right. Because you have big news. Been referencing all these things about seeing a van again on Pike's Peak that wasn't broken and had a PDK for some goddamn reason, but it was kind of cool. He had a race car as a a beetle with a PDK and a 2 TDI. It was pretty quick. Uh, so we finally found a Phantom. Okay. There was much rejoicing. Black on black. Took private party, this and that, yada, yada, yada. So I will try to keep this as short and sweet as I can. I have a very good friend that lives down in Dallas. I found the car in Fort Worth. 
I asked him, I'm like, if I do everything, paperwork's done, title's done, shipped to me, keys are in the car, I have a time, a place, and a day where you go pick up the car, will you do this for me? He's like, yep, no problem. So, finally get done with all this crap, the bank wire transfer is done, we are five days before Pike's Peak, three days before he leaves town for Pike's Peak, because he's going early to do some yeah. sweet drives, the dude dilly-dallying sets a time for two days. So one day before he leaves, day of the event comes. They drive down there in his Porsche Cayman GT4, about an hour and 20 minutes away, in terrible Texas traffic. He's with his former armed forces private helicopter pilot friend. They get to the address, which is on White Settlement Road in Fort Worth. <laughs> there is a giant gilded gate that has the gentleman that I bought it from's first name on it. The gate is open. They drive in. They witness a very long but very slender piece of property that has many outbuildings that have clearly been added on to many times very haphazardly. Many garage doors and a very old, what looked like kind of plantation-y house that had had individual rooms added on sporadically here and there. Some old I'm just imagining a cars go- parked. I'm imagining a shitty version of the Winchester Mystery Mansion. <laughs> that's kind of what I imagined too. I haven't yeah. seen it, but like you can uh, on yeah, Google Maps, that, you in can my see mind, it. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But he's commenting like there's there's a brand new like Promaster Amazon wrapped van sitting in three foot tall grass, like amongst all these like half ton pickups. And they drive around this house as he's texting. He's 15 minutes early, but he's texting the man's wife, who I've arranged to meet to deliver the car. No answer. So he's texting me while I'm in a meeting up in Minnesota. I'm like, dude, if you need to leave, just leave. It's okay. I will take care of it. I hear nothing for 20 minutes until I get a picture of the car in a single stall garage (laughs) next to a Mustang convertible at the top down. I'm just like... I'm opening up Find My Friends on my phone just to open his location and like taking screenshots to make sure I know where he was when he died, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then <clears throat> 15 minutes later, I get a picture of him behind the wheel in the car, essentially. And I can see from this iPhone picture, the, the center information display is orange and it has a fuel light on it. And I see the gauge and it's just pegged hard down on E. A couple minutes later, I get a picture from a gas station. He's like, it took $80 of fuel. <laughs> I'm like, I'm dead. I'm just happy you're alive. <laughs> that's that's so, too... They'll have like a $50 limit. <laughs> his card apparently was fine for the 80 bucks. So for me, the rest of the trip, I had to use two cards to fill it every time. But he's like, as penance for that miserable bastard leaving it empty, I took all the toll roads home Perfect. on his Texas plate. I'm like, that's what I would have done too. I'm fair sure he'll forward fair. him to me. Uh, but he, he gets it home, car is in exquisite condition, that's exactly as described, no issue. I get there a couple days later via airplane. He's already left, so is his wife. Has there been an issue? <clears throat> nothing, nothing what? really, except for it. like, I mean, there was a personnel issue where there was another person added to the trip that I didn't really care for, <laughs> um, that I would had not approved lodging for, so that created a whole uh, hubbub. Why do you bring Corey? Corey, Corey went, but he drove separate. He drove from. I was, I was saying that was the person that was. Oh no, no, I'm, the from, joke. I'm not going to name names. No, but no, this is a fine. person that I used to be friends with, and I blocked four and a half years ago. Okay, yeah. for genuine reasons. Yeah. Oof. And uh, yeah, it wasn't the person wasn't aware of it. It's fine, whatever. Get to the car. Other than uh, my friend said that uh, one of the tires was a little bit low, and he had to air it up. And there's a tire pressure warning on the car. It's a it's a wheel speed based system, not a sensor based system. Talked them all up in his garage to 40 psi, reset it, good to go. 
The thing is doing nine-ish miles to the gallon in the city while we're doing errands, just getting water and beer and all this stuff for the trip. I fill it up again two day or a day and a half later before we leave because it's already at a half tank. And this is a 29-gallon tank. <laughs> so it was at a half, ga- or half a tank. Get, get on the road to uh, Colorado Springs. Get to, I want to say, Jones. just past Amarillo, so about the halfway point. And the previous owner of the Rolls texts me saying, like, you're not going to believe this, but I just went by the other way on uh, 280 or whatever. I'm like, oh, really? I was like, what were you in? I was like, I was in a lifted 350 dually with a gooseneck trailer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't see you. But, like, the Rolls is pretty identifiable. Yeah. But the dude's been in, like, constant contact the whole time, just, like, super chill, super chill guy. That's awesome. Good. I'm so weird. This is so weird that you've had a reasonable trip. It's, It's really strange, but I'm not looking into it as long as he... Yeah, this sends the title someday. It should be fine. Yeah, like, <clears throat> this is not a burger acquiring yeah, what? car Yeah, story. no, I was expecting it to be on fire or something, or like you got shot, or like something not, along those lines. Too yet. smooth, man. Too smooth. Well, I mean, it's yeah, here. It's downstairs. You guys can see There's going to be a title issue. There's going to be a typo on the title when he sends it to you. <laughs> Don't wish magic that on him. <laughs> it's be no, it's just what happens. That's just what happens to me. The whole, no, the whole typo is to be just cues. We get to <laughs> Colorado Springs proper. All I take the car to discount tire because there's a little bit of a wheel wobble between like an indicated 70 and 80. That's it. I'm like, it would just be nice if the thousand miles home were a little bit smoother. I take it in. I have an appointment I called in in the morning to, for this place. I'm like, I just want the wheels balanced. I agreed on a cost, everything. I gave them the keys. We walked to Walmart next door to buy our Grey Poupon because it's a Rolls Royce. And, you know, snacks yeah. and stuff like that. But they call me like 10 minutes later. I'm like, that can't be good. I figured, like, they couldn't get the suction cup center caps off or something. Like, oh, yeah, these t- we pulled it in, and these tires are 10 years old. We can't balance these. I'm like, I'll sign a waiver. I'll pay you cash after hours. I don't care. They're fine. They're not weather-checked. They're full-tread. It's a rolls. Like, yeah, but if we take them off the car and we put them back on, like, we're saying that they're good. So, anyway, I have the hubbub with them, but this is the first thing that goes wrong. I have to go to a Walmart to shop because we're trying to save time. And, and money for your gas Didn't work. Oh, anyway, the wheels did not get balanced. We ended up driving the car to our hotel, which is called SCP, which is a converted motel. But they did a really good job of it. So nice. like, you pull in and you're like, oh no. There's like a trailer park behind it and shit like that. Uh-oh. But like everything's super modern. Like the most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on in my entire life. The lobby was ultra modern, just super cool. Really nice staff. They gave us excellent oh, it's advice. Like, it's like the motel that they bought in Schitt's Creek. <laughs> Way nicer. No, the one they bought. Um, the last season, the the one the one oh, with the president suite. That wasn't renovated. No, but it was, it was all really nice, like mid-century. It was a nice motel, though. That's what I'm saying. So you you see the motel. He's you're saying like, that it was renovated. I know, but I'm saying it's you're, it's like that because you see the motel, you go, oh no, and then you open the door. You go, this is great. Anyway, I had low expectations, and then I was pleasantly surprised. So that was another good thing. However. Corey, on the other hand, had, had I saw Corey's hotel rooms booked by his dad of all people, Why and, and he do that? neglected to look up the you know the check-in time window. So we got back from downtown at like midnight, and then he drove over there, and I had fallen promptly asleep in my room, who I was already tripling up on, which I had no intention of doing. Uh... Corey then had to wake my Texas friend up, who I bought his own room for for actual reasons. And then Corey now had to bunk with this person in the second room that I had paid for. So that was another issue. Going up the mountain at 3 a.m. the following morning, our third car, which is other invited friends that I haven't talked about yet, 
been good the whole trip. Have been invited, though. All Trek, six-speed. <laughs> full of three people, good people. They made it there. We told them the departure time from the parking lot. They did not wake up in time. So, go up the mountain. The Cayman, with Corey and the other friend, are behind us. The three of us are in the Phantom. Get halfway up the mountain. They're waving everyone into halfway. Everyone that's coming up the mountain, nope, can't go any further, halfway. But I get up to the top. I'm like, yeah, we're going to Devil's Playground. Like, do you have a reservation? I'm like, yeah. And we're in a a Rolls Royce. So he lets us pass. The Cayman says we're with them. The Volkswagen was like eight cars behind us. They didn't. They didn't. So they got stopped at halfway. We ended up getting three stops further on a closed mountain. So we didn't get all the way up to Devil's Playground, which we intended to. But we did get to... uh, Cove Creek, which is 11,800 feet, (laughs) which is high up there. We just get steered in. Awesome food truck up there with reasonable prices. Cell service, which is weird. Weird. Yeah. But we (laughs) clearly the parking lot was full. And then they just sort of like we started a new row with the Phantom and the GT4 (laughs) on this like gravel lot. So we got a lot of attention. Um, But the race itself was only 65 entrants this year because 2020 obviously hit pretty hard last year, and then all of the foreign travel restrictions are still in place for a lot of these places. But it was nice. Uh, We didn't have a single person fly off the mountain and need an air flight. Only two mechanical breakages. So we were off the mountain and back at the hotel by like 5 p.m., even with two and a half hours down the mountain, which is pretty typical. Um, Once we got back, we left the following morning via a Waffle House once again. Delicious. This is where the one issue with the car um, came came about. So You ran out of great Papa? I, I allowed somebody else in the car, <laughs> who I won't name, to drive. And why? I probably wouldn't have been able to avoid this incident at the same time, which is why it's not relevant. But we were in Kansas, getting very close to entering the first major interstate. Oh. And there was a very, very large pothole. And the uh, the front right of the car strikes it. And then immediately the suspension collapses on that corner <laughs> while we're getting onto the highway. And then at the end of the entrance ramp, another very large one, we're now on the bump stops, hits that, take the next exit. <clears throat> when you dip below 40 miles an hour in a Phantom, you can hit a switch for high ride height mode. So I hit that as we're pulling off the highway and the system does come back online. It had given us tire pressure monitor warning and suspension warning at that point. Park it <clears throat> just in front of a trucker that's sleeping on an on-ramp get out and like it's not bottomed out like it's low but it's not bottomed out so after like just like reaching into the fender well and like wiggling the upper wishbone to make sure it's not like obviously loose and clunking started back up hit the uh, suspension raise button and just drive under 40 for like a quarter of a mile just to make sure it's as high as it can be didn't really have any genuine noise for about another hundred miles but then the roads got quite bad worse we'll say and then every single time there was something in the road that you thought might be significant enough where you would feel a bump. There was an alarming, like, metal-on-metal, like, ball-joint failure noise, sound, and feel in the car. And we're, like, 830 miles from home at this point. I'm just like, it's not getting worse. So I just started uh, coughing every time we there went over go. an expansion joint so no, I couldn't hear it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, turn no. up the radio a little bit more. And so, the car made it back. I just had the wheel off today, and it's the air strut. So the air strut got hit so hard by a pothole that it blew out the actual shock absorber portion. Oh my God. The bag is also destroyed now, but not as bad. So So it was holding pressure. 
it's not cheap. It'll be fine. It, but it could it, be worse. <laughs> this thing had 32,000 miles on it when I picked it up. It has 35K on it now. Like, that shouldn't fail No, yet. it should. But it had... <laughs> it's European. It, ha- it had a good reason to fail. A, it's European. B, it is it's German. British. Yep. And B, and C, it's also German. That thing is 100% German. But what I'm saying is it's a British name. It's the German everything yep. else. It's not really known for terrible reliability. Cursed by it's a name. It's actually known for being pretty good. I mean, you say, yeah, it's a German vehicle. Means they are known for eating it's ball joints. Na- it's an English name, which means that it's not going to work quite well. So, yeah. I will say, that thing gobbles up miles like nothing I've ever driven. Like, you look down, you I glance at the trip odometer, and it's 100 miles. Once you get this airstrut sorted, um, we should go get some fish and chips. Could do that. Their parking lot's a little on the small side for something the size of a small moon. <laughs> they got street parking. I am not street parking that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Corvette and not like uh, you actually like you think. could. It's seven inches I, longer than a suburban too. I, I think it, it's, it would be not bad to street park. I'm because, not street parking. The reason I'm saying that is because nobody else is a possibility able to park near you because you'll take up the entire block. That's never stopped anyone <laughs> street parking in that neighborhood before. Um, you, no, you I can. Just, I can just. I can call. Yeah, I can call Catherine. She can make space. Good. Actually, then it's fine. The owner's very nice, and she understands British things. So, Make Clear out a happy. good large two spots in front of your domicile. Thank you. Yeah, they're actually, uh, you need to make reservations, so their parking lot's usually pretty empty. So, Excellent. Then I'm down. We haven't been to Anchor in a long time. It's quite good. And I'm done with getting it to go, because every time that I I've get it to go. That. Well, because I've had to for 2020 oh. for COVID. Every time I do it, they've managed to bung it somehow. Like they they forgot it's been so good in. I know, but they forgot my tartar sauce the first time, and they forgot our gravy. No, that and wasn't then, their and, fault. And they forgot our gravy. One second, one second. Drops the, the gravy order. One second, I'm not done here. The gravy was missed, and then once because it was winter, they got it done way faster than than they said they would, and I got it. And it was ice cold, so it's nothing. It's not their fault. No. They weren't set up for that, but it's just it sucked every time I've gotten it. So. It's my favorite fish and chips. I have not yeah, been able to get my, like... so good. I I've not been able anchor. to get good fish and chips for a long time. And I also think getting anchor in a British car would be good. I might have to get a shepherd's pie, though, if we go. Because yes. British car. Yes. And feel you need to get a, like, bulk amount of Grey Poupon. Uh, the, the one jar is No, no. You're not, you need you know, let me finish. You need to go to, like, Costco and get a bulk amount. <laughs> and then when you drive it home, because you're in a Rolls Royce. It's not like you don't have money. When the when panhandlers come to you, which they will, you roll down your window, you hand them the gray poupon, and you roll the window up, and they can't complain because beggars can't be choosers. But they, yeah, Corey's told me that. You're uh, also giving them a projectile to launch at your car. But you have pleased. more. You literally have a case of projectiles. Coming from a man who has not paid to insure it. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> on that bombshell, I think that that was good filler. Well, you said we were going to do two. Oh, we're going to do one. All right, fine. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. Bye.